Everybody, we are live. Good morning this morning. Good morning, David Heavener TV. Good to see you guys. Morning, YouTube, Facebook, everybody. Good morning, Shelly, uh, Rob Willis. Uh, you guys just uh, step on in. We're running a little bit late this morning. It's about seven after, uh, but it's okay. Better late than never, you might say. We're broadcasting for the first time out in the um, gardens here. We're actually, <laughs> Shanita, we're actually in a cemetery. I mean, we, we're on the road and we tried to find the best place to uh, broadcast from. And we looked over and saw a cemetery and I said, hey, what better place to broadcast? Now, I need a thumbs up. Yeah, I need a uh, thumbs up uh, from you guys if the sound is good here um, on, uh, on YouTube. Um, if you can just give me a, a thumbs up, Shelly, that'd be great. If the sound is good, thumbs, thumbs up. Okay, just tell me, hey, sound good. All right. So, Shanita, what, uh, how, how uh, appropriate would it be to do a show in the cemetery? As we're talking about many people, I, I, I could call this Day of, of the Living Dead, because there's so many people thinking that they're living, but they're actually dead. And we're going to be talking about this. There's people walking around living. They think they're alive, but they're actually dead. And we're praying, oh, sleeper, wake up. And that's what we're doing this morning. So I hope you guys have your coffee this morning. I hope you're uh, up and at them. We're going to wait for people to, to uh, just keep crawling in here. Hello, Mama Bear uh says video not so good oh let's check that out how we doing there on uh on youtube on youtube uh how we doing with the sound everything good everything good with sound yep yeah okay uh all right keep me uh keep me posted on the uh on our visual and our on our audio there uh shanita so okay yep here we go uh, all right, so I, I want to hear from you guys this morning. Do you, are you at a place where you're hearing from God? Are you at a place where God is speaking to you and you're hearing from him and you want to make that move? We're going to talk about this this morning because my question is, is it God? Is it God? And this is what we're going to talk about. All right. Many will fall away. The beast system, the mark. We know that in these last days. Folks, we are on the cusp. We are on the edge of, I believe, the Lord coming back. I believe the great judgment. I believe time is so short. We've never seen it this short before. But the problem is, some of us are going out there trying to save people. I know I'm doing what I can do. I know you're doing what you can do. But we want to make sure in the midst of saving people, which we can't really save people, God saves people through us. We want to make sure, just like a lifeguard is trained to save someone who's drowning, we want to make sure that we're trained that we can go out there in the mission field, be amongst the wolves, but yet we don't get eaten and we are able to save people like a lifeguard without drowning, without going down yourself. 
We are God's elect. And scripture says that even the elect, even the elect, if it were possible, would be deceived through lying signs and wonders. We're going to be talking about these lying signs and wonders. I want you guys to turn to Matthew 24, 24. Matthew 24, 24. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, if possible, now listen to me, even the very elect, that's you and I. I'm believing that you and I are the very elect. You said, David, that's awful bold of you. Folks, listen. The closer you get to the truth, the less people you're going to have around you. Let me say that again. The closer you get to the truth, you're going to look around and see less people behind you, around you, supporting you. All right? By the way, we're broadcasting outside in a cemetery. Uh, how appropriate that is. Because we're going to wake people up. Okay. We're going to wake people up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to wake people up. So there we go. All right. Very good. So and the wind just blew us over, but we're yeah, but we're doing we're doing good. Um, all right. So false messiahs are in these last days, false messiahs. And let me tell you something. The demon does not want this broadcast to go forth. OK, he does not want this broadcast to go forth. And that's why I believe in sending wind to blow things over and the disasters that you're seeing happen right now. Now, folks, listen to me. We're going to go to John 16, and I want to talk to you about what's happening in these last days. John 16, 16. Jesus said, I have this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. Anyone who kills you will think that they are offering a service to God. Folks, this wasn't written just for the disciples during this time. This was written for you and I. And in the last evangelist, this last episode we just did, episode two, they are changing the Bible. They rewrite the Bible and they're arresting Christians. And they think that arresting Christians, they're getting brownie points. Why? Because they have created their own religion. Folks, today, the world has created its own religion. They transformed the Bible. They want to be politically correct. They come against marriage, the sanctity of life. They're bringing in big pharma. Do you know that there are over 75% of the Christians that are, that are taking Drugs, and I'm not talking street drugs, I'm talking pharmaceuticals. Folks, this is sorcery in these last days. Now, listen, if you're taking medication, I don't want you to stop because I don't know what's going on with you. But there's many people popping pills that don't need to pop pills. They need to go to Scripture. We need to start getting on our knees instead of getting in the medicine cabinet. Let me say that again. We need to start getting on our knees, going to the great physician, going to the great healer, instead of getting in the medicine cabinet.
Let's go to verse three. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. What such things? Arresting you, arresting me. I'm not talking about this local government. I'm talking about what is being created now as the one world religious system marrying the one world government. This is a one world thing, folks. It is not a localized thing. No matter what country you're in, you will be drug into the synagogues. You see, you have to have the one world religious system to marry the one world government because they have to have a reason to get rid of you, to get rid of one who tells the truth. The religious system does not have the system where they can go in and apprehend people. The political system needs the religious system to twist the Bible so that everything is hate speech. Do you see how this works together? By the way, if you're interested in Last Evangelist, go to lastevangelist.com. You can check out the, uh, the, uh, the, the first episode, and you can also donate to the second episode, lastevangelist.com. Verse 4. I've told you this, Jesus is talking, so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you uh, this from the beginning because I was with you. Now he's talking to his disciples. But Jesus wants us, wants us to hear this and wants us to remember this. The folks, when you get censored, when you get drug in, understand that Jesus said it would happen, but you are protected. You have the power of God in you. You have the truth. God is with you. All right. It's not like somebody getting arrested for drugs or someone getting arrested for prostitution, somebody, whatever. You are, you are being apprehended because you're telling the truth. The deep state. Verse 5, but now I am going to him who sent me. None of you asked me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But verily, but very truly, I say to you, it is for your good that I am going away unless I go away. Now, here's where it gets good, folks. And this is where the rubber meets the road. And this is what I want to bring up and highlight this morning. Now, I'm expecting another wind, a demon wind to come in. Who knows, a hurricane, whatever. It might start raining in the next six seven, eight seconds, because I'm getting ready to say something that's going to just fry the demons and send them back to hell. Seven, but truly I tell you, it is for your good that I go away, because unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Who is the advocate? Let's find out. Verse eight. By the way, folks, we're in... Uh, uh, we're in John. Uh, we're in John 16, uh, 16 verse uh, verse eight. When he comes, who is he? Let's find out. When he comes, he will prove the world to be the wrong, to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Folks, this is the Holy Spirit. This is not the Father. This is not Jesus. This is the Holy Spirit. It's the Trinity. It's the third part of the Godhead. Now, Jesus goes on to explain about sin because people who do not, do not believe in me. What do you mean people that don't believe in me? 
David, our churches are full. It's Sunday morning. We, we got a church on every corner. My, 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 my family went to church every Sunday and Wednesday. I, I went to church. Folks, I don't care how much you go to church. Demons live in church. Most churches don't know the real Jesus. Most churches don't know the real, because if they did, probably most churches would be empty because the preacher would be preaching repentance. If you go into churches now, they don't have altars. And in the last, I don't know, 45 minutes of the sermon, the preacher might say, okay, let's close our eyes, uh, repeat these words. Uh, uh, God, I believe that Jesus is your son and uh, I, I believe in him and I will follow him. If you said those words, you are saved. That's what I hear in these churches. Folks, it is insanity. They have created their own Jesus so they can continue to speak and preach week after week and drop money in the offering plate and big, build bigger bu uh, buildings and spread an apostate gospel throughout the world. That's about sin. Let's go to uh, righteousness. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer. What is righteousness? Is righteousness being a deacon in a church, being an elder, being a preacher? Is that righteousness? Is it, is it because you don't drink alcohol? Is it because you, you don't take drugs? Is it because, you know, you, you, don't, you don't curse? Is that what this is about? I think not. That has nothing to do with righteousness. Righteousness is being right with God. Walking with God. We cannot be righteous unless we walk with God. We cannot walk with God unless we're walking in truth. I'm talking about truth 100%. So help me, God. I will not deviate from the truth. I will not be silent from the truth. I will not manipulate the truth. You say, David, I'm struggling with alcohol. I'm struggling with drugs. I'm, I'm struggling with sex addiction. Folks, listen to me. The word, the key word here is struggle. When you're in the flesh, you're going to struggle. Now, I'm believing that this morning you're going to be healed of that addiction. I'm believing that. But if you're struggling with that, do not think that you cannot be right with God. Now, if you're out just drinking and you're out carousing around and you don't care and you're, you know, and then you want to come and crawl before God and, and, and beg mercy. When you knew you were out messing around, you knew you shouldn't be doing it and you knew that you were going to have to crawl to God the next day. No, that's not walking right with God. But if you're struggling in an addiction and those demons are coming against you, God knows that he is with you. Do not think that you cannot be righteous. I'd rather be around someone that's telling the truth and someone that's willing to risk their life for God and willing to go all the way, but yet they're struggling to keep the bottle out of their mouth than someone that has never touched a drink of alcohol, but they're telling lies about God. Don't let people put you down because you're struggling. Don't let people put you down because you don't have education. Don't let people put you down because you don't have notoriety, friends. 
God chooses the simple things. God chooses the, the, the weak and chooses the little people to do great things. He can't use you if you're filthy rich and you lean on your money. He can't use you if you're super popular and you lean on your friends. He can't use you if you think you're walking perfect because you haven't never put booze to your lips or you've never. He can't use you if you think you're righteous because of that. But he can use you if you're to the point where you say, I'm broken. God, I have nowhere to go. There's nothing left for me except you. Take me, accept me, Lord, right where I am. God, I know I'm going to make mistakes. Just forgive me. I want you. I want more of you. Folks, that's when God begins to use you. And I. He uses the broken. Broken spirit, broken in body, broken. When we come, become broken, we can become whole because then we come to God. Okay, first we had sin, then we had righteousness. Let's go to 11, and about judgment. Because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Folks, let me tell you something. Don't you ever think you're defeated? You've got God in you. I'll tell you who's defeated is Satan is defeated. Jesus said that. The prince of this world has now come under condemnation. Satan knows he's condemned. He wants to take as many people as he can with him. So did he want to start a new religion? No. He wanted to take the one that existed and pervert it, just like he did 2,000 years ago. Anita, who do we have with us this morning? Monique said that from alcohol and tobacco. Melanie from alcohol and tobacco. All right, praise God, Melanie. God delivered you. I want to know if there are other people that have been delivered this morning. I want to hear some praise reports, but these praise reports are only to glorify God. All right. To glorify God. All right, let's go to verse 12. I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. But when he, now listen to this, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you unto all truth. Folks, listen. When the spirit of truth comes, who is that? That is the Holy Spirit. He will guide you and I to all truth. Now, this is where I have dropped the ball, and I had to come clean this morning. I repented to God, and I want to see if you're in the same boat. Because we have been brainwashed by religion, even though you and I are on the outskirts. And boy, are we on the outskirts. We were in a restaurant last night eating, and a lady came up with her husband and said, Are you David Heavener? And I said, Yeah, I hope I don't owe you money. She said, No, I, I, I've been watching... Uh, you know, your, your messages, and I've been listening to your videos, and I've been, you know, watching your, your TV show, and, and, and you're, you're on the front lines. you got to keep fighting. you got to keep fighting. Let me tell you something. 
I can only keep fighting if I know the truth, if I'm hearing the truth, if I'm hearing which direction to turn. And I said one too many times that God is speaking to me, and I want to now clarify that. Is it God? Yes, because the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is all God. But I, now I want to be more specific. I'm not going to say God is speaking to me anymore, I hope. I'm going to say the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. Folks, we have not given the Holy Spirit what the Holy Spirit deserves. It seems like the Holy Spirit has taken the back of the bus. The Holy Spirit is number three. The Holy Spirit is always last. When that is what Jesus gave us before he left, and he said this advocate, this comforter, will guide you, will lead you into all understanding. It is the only way that we can defeat the enemy and live through these false signs and wonders to discern this false gospel is hearing from the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, and I praise you. Let me ask you a question. And I've done a lot of shows on this. I've interviewed maybe 20 or 30 people who have gone to heaven, or they say they've gone to heaven, and they saw Jesus. And Jesus gave him a word. Now, I'm not going to come against that. I'm not. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to ask you a question. How many times have you heard anyone say they went to heaven, they saw the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gave them a word? Now, I don't think so. Why? Because the Holy Spirit didn't come in the form of a man. So therefore, we have nothing physically to relate it to. Folks, God is spirit. Jesus was all man and all God, but he was a man. He was God in man. But we need to put the Holy Spirit on the same level as we do the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit because they are all God. There is no such thing as first base, second base, third base, and home. There's no such thing as, as the top level, mid level, and the lower level. I don't believe the church. I know the church, apostate church. They don't know the Holy Spirit. That's what the scripture's talking about. But I believe that God's church needs to start giving reverence and honor to the Holy Spirit. And we're going to do that this morning. We're going to repent and we're going to go to the Holy, go to God and we're going to praise God, praise God for the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to give us truth and understanding. Let's go back to 13. When he sends the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Folks, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us prophecy. Now you see, reading scripture, as Matthew 24 and, and Revelation, reading scripture that's prophetic gives us the full, the full picture. It gives us the, the, the blueprint, the layout, you might say. But the hammer and the nails and the timing is given by the Holy Spirit. That's what this said. It will teach you what is yet to come. Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet, but he's going to. And then he goes 
and he goes to the Father, offers his blood. He sits at the right hand of the Father. Right now, the Holy Spirit is guiding us. It's telling us what's to come. Verse 14, he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. And he said again, he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So let's let's back up and let's let's put this all together. Jesus speaks what the Father says. That's what Jesus said. He said, I don't speak on my own. I speak what the Father says. And what the Holy Spirit gives us is what Jesus gives the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All that belongs to the Father is mine. Talking about Jesus. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Why? Because all that belongs to the Father is Jesus. Jesus gives it to the Holy Spirit. Jesus handed down the Holy Spirit. That's why in these last days, we need to understand that the Holy Spirit is there for us. We need to understand that the Holy Spirit guides us, leads us, and directs us. People say, I got Jesus in my heart. But are you following, are we following the Holy Spirit? Many will fall away. Many will fall away. Let's go to John 15. 1 through 16, John 15, 1 through 16. Before we do that, I, I, I want to I read, read this. Let's, um, uh, let, let's, let's go to Matthew 12, 31. Matthew 12, 31. You guys get your Bibles out, Matthew 12, 12, 31. And while they're going there, Shanita, anything else going on in chat? Well, Melanie shared how there were pea-sized pieces of hail coming down every few minutes in Hollis, Maine. And so she said there's two sons. We need to go out and take command over the wind and the storm and the hail seat. Uh, praise God. Wow. Okay. So Shanita said, Melody said we had to take control, get a grip because you and I can do it over the storm, over the weather. And this wind that knocked the camera down a few minutes ago, we, I rebuked that in Jesus' name and I'm sending you demon back to hell. Does the demon use what God created? Yes, he does. The demons do that. They use the weather. They, he, they take things that God has created and uses it for their own, for the bad. And we have every right to, to command the weather to stop. Look at what Jesus did. He commanded that storm to stop. Matter of fact, Shanita, when Adina, our uh, daughter, got married, it was raining. I mean, pouring down rain. She was going to have it outside. And it was supposed to rain all day. There was no break in the rain. I'm talking... I'm talking hail coming down. I'm talking terrible weather. And my little 21-year-old daughter looked at me and said, Dad, God told me we were going to get married right out there in that spot, and it was not going to be raining. I said, Dina, you're supposed to be married in about 15 minutes. I know. I was officiating it. I was the pastor. I said, you're going to stand out there and get soaked. I'm going to stand out there and get soaked. There's no way. Look at the clouds. There's no break. It is an impossibility. Look at it. And she looked at me and she said, Dad, she spoke it again. She said, God told me, let me back that up. The Holy Spirit told me, I think is what she meant. 
that I was going to be married right there on that spot and the rain, and it was not going to rain. It was not going to be raining. Folks, I, I just felt so bad for her. Felt bad for her, I should have felt bad for me. So we're all standing inside the whole, you know, bridesmaids and best man and all that. And it's supposed to happen at noon. And about five minutes to noon, it's still raining. Four minutes to noon, it's still raining. And something happened about three minutes until the time that she was supposed to be married. Folks, let me tell you something. The dark clouds disappeared. The sky parted and the sun of God shined down from the sky right there in that spot where Adina said, my daughter said, God told me I was going to be married right there in that spot. It, I'm telling you, the sun came out just like that. It was a miracle. And I had to repent because a child, a young girl, 21 years old, was believing God and listening to God, well, the Holy Spirit, and here I am, looking logically in the sky, forgetting about the power we have in us. This is humbling, folks, for me to say this. But have you ever been there and done that? Where somebody says that something's going to happen and you just kind of go, ah, I don't know about that. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. I mean, let's be honest. She got married. 12 o'clock, right there on that spot, sun was shining. Right after I said, I pronounce you man and wife, you may kiss the bride. Just a minute after that, it started raining again. We ran in. But God held his promise. See, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke truth to my daughter. And it was by God's promise that the Holy Spirit spoke. How? God spoke to Jesus. Everything that's God's, the Father, belongs to Jesus. Jesus spoke to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit spoke to my daughter. Truth. Spoke to my daughter. Truth. Okay, Matthew 12, 31. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Folks, this is it right now. People are blaspheming the Holy Spirit, and that's what this means. It simply means turning away from truth. Look at Hebrews 10, 26, 29. Hebrews 10, 26 through 29. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we receive the knowledge, so after you know it, after they know it, after I know it, we get the knowledge, but we don't turn to the truth. We keep preaching a watered-down gospel. We keep going to a watered-down church. There is no forgiveness of sin. You cannot stand on the blood of Jesus. I'm sorry. You'll slip and fall. Verse 27, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. What? There is no sacrifice for sin. Once you hear the truth, the only thing left for a person who hears the truth and doesn't abide by it, doesn't live by truth, is a fearful expectation of judgment and raging fire that would consume the enemies of God. Verse 28, anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. 
Verse 29, how much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as unholy as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them and who has insulted the spirit of grace? Let me paraphrase that. They've created their own Jesus. You have to if you're going to create your own gospel. You, what, what does that mean, create your own gospel? It means to twist the gospel that exists. That's no longer God's word. That's no longer God's truth. That's the twisting of the gospel. You have written your own Bible. Therefore, in order to execute it, you've got to have your own Jesus. So what happens when you have your own Jesus? That Jesus has no blood in him. That Jesus might be hanging on a cross somewhere, but that Jesus is dead. That Jesus is dead. That Jesus will never resurrect and go to the Father. That's why you see in so many churches a naked man with a, uh, with a cloth across his groin still hanging on the cross. Jesus is not on the cross anymore. That's blasphemy. I don't wear necklaces with crosses. I've done shows about that. You can go to davidhabner.tv and watch them. I think it's dangerous to wear crosses, but especially a cross with, with a naked man on it or a cross with any man. And I say, no, David, that's Jesus. No, it's not Jesus. Jesus is not on the cross anymore. You see, this is religious deception. It's brainwash. All right. Before I go any further, Shanita, what do we have? Lisa shares how once she had to walk to work and it was storming, and so she commanded the storm to cease, and it did. There you go. Lisa was walking to work, started storming. Stop in the name of Jesus. And she says the storm stopped. Can we get an amen? And can I get another um, testimony on that? I. Uh, says, I do not wear makeup or jewelry, uh, Melanie says. Uh, pagan. Gloria, prayers for salvation. Uh, Shanita, do we have anybody that, uh, we're going to be taking prayer requests in about five or ten minutes. Um, you want to go ahead and start making a list of the people that, sure. yeah, okay. Uh, all right, let's go now to uh, John 15, 1 through 6, folks. John 15, 1 through 6. Remember, Remember in John 16, Jesus said, all these things I have told you, he started out that way. We're going to look at the things Jesus told them. This came before John 16, when he talked about sin, being righteous, and judgment. When he talked about who the Holy Spirit really is. Now we're going to find out what happened before that, and what he set them up, what he prepared them for in order to tell them about the Holy Spirit. John 15, 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Let me explain something. If you're not with Jesus, he cuts you off. That's why the six flags over Jesus churches, that's why the apostate churches, they're not with Jesus. He's cut them off a long time ago. But if he has you, if you are part of Christ, he will prune you. In other words, he will cut you back. Folks, being pruned is being groomed. Sometimes pruning is a little painful. 
So when you're getting spanked or you're getting yanked around or you're getting, uh, there's some uh, 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 turbulence going on in God's clear blue skies, that could be God pruning. Is it Satan coming against us? It can be Satan coming against us. But God can also prune us. He can prepare us. Verse 2. So he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while there, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. That's why he prunes us, so that we can be more fruitful. Verse 3, you are already clean because the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. We must stay connected to God, folks. We cannot do it on our own. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This is why religion can do nothing, because they're not with God. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. This is the condemnation. This is the judgment. Verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, then ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. What, folks? It'll be done for me. I want a, I want a brand new Mercedes, God. I'd like to have a brand new jet. My other one's two years old, God. That's not what it's talking about. Now, don't get me wrong. God wants you to have a car because you can get to work and back. You can take care of your family. God wants you to have a vehicle, transportation, so you can go out and preach the gospel. God wants you to have so that you can have for him. But I'm not sure God wants to fly around in all these $100 million jets all the time. Well, these people are starving you to death, giving nickels and dimes to these ministries. And I'll tell you what jet I have, what I fly in. I fly in a, a 2004 Yukon GMC. It eats up about as much fuel as a jet. I get about five miles to the gallon. The thing has been running. I call it Gideon because it's been running for years and mechanics say this car is on its last leg. It will not make it another five miles. And Gideon just keeps going. Folks, I've been all over the country, even to Canada, preaching the gospel. And Gideon, that's my jet. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a new car if you can afford the payments. But don't stand there and say, God, give me a bucket full of money. I'm not going to take my fanny out and do any work. I just want a bucket full of money. Get out of here. That's not from God. And if it comes down to you, you better watch out. That money is counterfeit because I can tell you the devil printed it up. God's not going to drop a bucket load of money on your head if you're not willing to get out and work for it. That's a different sermon, Shanita. But no, no, no kidding, folks. Listen, there's nothing wrong with having something new, something really nice. Nothing wrong with that. But what I'm talking about is gluttony. I'm talking about 
this scripture where it says, ask for anything in my name and I will give it. They have abused that. Uh, they, they have told you that no matter what you ask in Jesus' name, you should have it. That's simply not true. This is dealing with being connected to God. It's dealing with you and the ministry. All right? But nothing wrong with having money. Nothing wrong with having new things at all. Just make sure that we don't make it our God. All right? Verse 15. Okay, verse 14. I'm sorry, verse 13. How do we read verse 12? Let's go to verse 12. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. 13. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Let me say something to you. When you speak truth, you're laying your life down. When I speak truth, when I go on a broadcast, and many people like me, we are laying our lives down because the de devil does not want the truth to be spoken. The devil wants to take you out, wants to take me out, and boy, has he tried. But we are protected by God. But it doesn't make us less... I don't want to say fearful. I want to say concerning. All right? If I told you I never had fear, I'd be lying to you. We're, we're human. We have fear. I say, God, do you really want me to say this? If I do, it's going to get me in trouble. God says, you say it. Because if you don't, you'll be in trouble with me. I said, I'll, I don't want to be in trouble with you. I'd rather make somebody else mad. Not you, God. So I usually say it. Verse 15. I no longer call you servants because I, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. Let me explain something to you. This is not Jesus being your best bud. This is not going to hang out with Jesus. This is not a friend that's on the same level as you, like you'd go hang out with your friend down the street. Jesus is still God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He will be respected as God, revered. This is God. What he means is you're not down here looking up as a servant, not knowing what's going on. A servant doesn't know what's going on. But you are now sitting at the table of the Lord and you're hearing the conversation. And who's speaking? The Holy Spirit. God is speaking, the Father is speaking to Jesus, Jesus is speaking to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And you and I are speaking to each other. You're sitting at God's table. You're no longer a servant serving the food. You're partaking of it. This is what Jesus is telling you. He's saying, you now know what is going on. Verse 16, you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Folks, you didn't choose God. God chose you. He chose you before you were born. And he chose you for a mission. He chose you for a specific purpose. And right now, I'm believing that not only is God telling people all over the world right now listening, 
what your purpose is. You knew it a long time ago. You forgot it. I believe he's telling you what your purpose is specifically. And I believe there's those that know their purpose are now going to act on it. God is saying, now is the time. I chose you for a reason. You see, we're traveling, and I, I, I didn't have to do this broadcast. But I knew I had to do it, if that made sense. I could have not done it, but I knew I had to do it. Yeah, and Shanita said she repents because she put other things higher than God. And we do that all the time. Have you done that? I've done it. But we repent. But listen to me, folks. God has a mission for you. Think of this, as I said, as a giant movie. You're an actor in his movie. When you don't show up on the set, the scene can't be shot the way God wants it. So he calls in a replacement because you're not there. God's saying, show up. Be there for me. Go all the way. I didn't have to be here this morning, but I, I didn't have a place, and I had to depend on you know the bars on my phone because I have no Wi-Fi, and I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. Well, I'm out in the cemetery. And wind is blowing. And you saw the camera tip over. I don't care. I don't care. I want the message. I want the word of God to go out. And what's the word this morning? The word is it's the Holy Spirit, folks. The Holy Spirit. And I want to know if you all can hear the guitar. If you can, please tell me. It's the Holy Spirit. We need to respect and give honor to the Holy Spirit. There's many of you that have been like me through the years and said, God has spoken to me. And maybe you thought it was the Father. Maybe you even said Jesus spoke to me. But folks, let me tell you something. According to the word I read, according to God's word, Jesus said, he would send the Spirit of truth. Jesus said that he would send the Holy Spirit, who is just as much God as God, because he is God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. If you have prayer requests, I want you to... Um, Go ahead and send them in on chat. Shanita, is there an email they can send it to that you can get or just on chat? I'm not sure if you all can hear this uh, guitar, but I'd like... You can hear it, okay. We're going to sing this song this morning. We've sang it so many times, but we're going to change the words a little bit. As we come to the altar and repent... First, we're going to repent, and then we're going to take prayer requests, because I believe that we need to come clean before we go to God and ask Him for anything. And Father, right now, I'm the first to go to your altar, and I'm repenting. And I'm asking for forgiveness. And I want to show respect to the Holy Spirit, Lord. 
I have decided to follow the Holy Spirit. I have decided to follow the Holy Spirit. I have decided to follow the Holy Spirit. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. Folks, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and speaking to me. We need to follow, we need to listen, follow and obey. Cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. Cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. When Jesus hung on the cross, he knew that the Holy Spirit was coming to give us guidance and direction. But he also knew that Satan wanted to confuse people. But Jesus said, I am the truth, I am the way. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. You see, folks, we can't do anything on our own. We can't hear from God unless we adhere and we understand that the Holy Spirit is God. We must give respect, we must give love, we must give honor. Though none go with me, Still I will follow, though none go with me, still I will follow, though none go with me, still I will follow, no turning back, no turning back. Perhaps you feel alone, that you've been talking truth and people don't want to hear you. They just continue to do the same religious things they've been doing, or they do nothing at all. God is with you, and the power of God is in you, and the Holy Spirit is guiding you. I have decided to follow the Holy Spirit. I have decided to follow the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I have decided to follow the Holy Spirit. No turning back. No turning back. Folks, we need to fall in love with the Holy Spirit. No turning back. No turning back. We need to fall in love with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm giving you the comforter. 
I'm giving you the one, the only one that can tell you the truth, that can lead you into truth, that will guide you and protect you. Let's fall in love with the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one God. It's our God. And we thank you, Lord, for being here this morning as we come before the altar and we bring our prayer request. And there's so many this morning that are asking for prayers. The broken, the needy, we lay them at the altar. And we have request. Who do we have, Shanita? Wendy says, pray for the whole truth of COVID to come out. Brent. Wendy says, pray for the whole truth of COVID to come out. And Brent says, Brent. Brent. Healing and work. Terry and Joshua. Terry and Joshua. Melanie's mother. Melanie's mother. Kyle and Caleb. Kyle and Caleb. Lillian. Lillian. Brent, Bernadette, Bernadette, praying for you, Raven, Raven. Adam, Adam. Shirley, Shirley, praying for you, Kaishni, 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 K-K-A-Y, her niece's liver is shutting down. Oh, Kay's niece. I'm sorry, I have these earplugs in. Kay's niece, liver shutting down. Perhaps you weren't able to get your prayer request in, but God knows what it is. Maybe you were a little bit shy. Maybe you just stumbled across this broadcast. God knows what that is. He knows your heart. So as we pray, we're praying for you. Perhaps you have family that that don't know the Lord. You've been trying to talk to your family. Just relax. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Don't do anything. Perhaps you've been trying to talk to people in your workplace. Relax. Don't do anything. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. I just got something. Perhaps you've been praying for a healing. Relax. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Could it be that we're not seeing the healing that we need to see because we're not being led by the Holy Spirit? You say, David, doesn't the Holy Spirit want healing? Yes, but the Holy Spirit is the one who guides and directs. We don't guide and direct the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides and directs us, folks. The Holy Spirit is God. Deliverance, maybe we've been failing in the world of deliverance, trying to deal with demons. We need to let the Holy Spirit guide Right now, I'm believing that we're letting the Holy Spirit guide right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit is guiding. We're claiming, commanding healing right now. God and your people, as we let the Holy Spirit guide us into this. As we let the Holy Spirit guide, we're commanding financial restoration on your people, Father. As we let the Holy Spirit guide, we're seeing people come to you, come, t- come to the Lord Jesus. Our family's getting healed. Our family's getting saved. Our friends getting healed. Our friends getting saved. 
Right now, right now, the Holy Spirit is guiding and there's people that are now remembering for the first time in a long time what their mission is in life. As the Holy Spirit guides, people are now saying, yes, I step up to the plate. I will do it. From this day on is the, is the first day of the rest of my life. And there's someone out there that's listening to me that is accepting Christ right now. Saying, I don't know this teaching, but I believe it's from God. I'm feeling led by the Holy Spirit right now. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer. And this is through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Father, I know that you sent your son to die for me. I know there's no way to you. It's only by his blood that you sent your son to die on the cross. And you looked down and you cried and your heart was broken as your son looked up and said, Father, why, why have you forsaken me? Why? But Father, I know that every drop of blood was for each and every one of us. That my name is in your DNA. And if you're praying that prayer out there for the first time, and you say, Lord, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to follow Jesus. If it's the first time you've said this, you have eternal salvation. You are saved. Your name is written in the book of life. Now, maybe there's those out there that you've been like I've been in the past, and you've backslid. We call it backsliding. You know you're not where you're supposed to be. But you say, God, I want to be where I need to be. I want to be on your movie set. I'm the actor. I want to show up and do my part. But I haven't been doing what I need to do. And I'm repenting. Right now, this is God's altar. Shed those tears. Repent. You don't know if you'll be back here next Sunday. You don't know if you'll be around later on today. Repent. Come clean with God. You say, God, I come clean. Take my addiction. Take my unforgiveness. Take my pain. Take my hurt. Take my fear. I repent. I give it all to you. You've now come clean. Tears on the altar, folks. That's what we need is tears on the altar. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. If you could consider uh, praying for our ministry, donating to the ministry, just go to davidhavener.tv forward slash give. Um, you can also uh, go to lastevangelist.com and support the making of episode two. It's about the vaccine or what's going to happen. Um, and you can consider uh, calling 844-806-0006 if you'd like to get any of our product, our T-shirts, uh, DVDs, um, just support the ministry. We have a texting campaign, too. Text the word CHOSEN to 91999 uh, to get involved. Uh, it helps us um, continue on, and it helps us to get this broadcast out to more and more people. I don't think it's right for God to give us this information and us not to spread it to people. We have to. We have to do it. And many of you have been praying for us, and you've donated, and you've been faithful, and I want to thank you. I, I, without you, without God using you, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. None of these words would be spoken. 
God has used you in a mighty way, and I'm praying blessings over you. And if God's talking to you to get involved with this ministry in whatever way you can, I encourage you. Shanita, anything before we go? Yeah, you remember speaking with Alice and how her daughter died and it just plunged her deep. And yeah. she thought she would never have any happiness again. Well, she has been able to join a film academy, and so she's going to learn all the tech crew positions, and that oh. way that she can serve with lots of evangelists. Pra and she just Praise God. Say thank you for being there oh. for her through these dark days. Oh, you're so welcome. Alice, uh, her daughter, passed away. How old was her daughter? In her 30s. In her 30s? Oh, my goodness. With children? Probably. Alice, and you went through some dark days, and we're, we were here for you, and thank you for uh, acknowledging that. But, but that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be here for each other. We're all part of the vine. We're all branches. And she got the film academy. No, she's going film academy in her neighborhood. Okay, in neighborhood. Now she's going to film. Going to learn to make movies and do it for God. Okay, God bless you. Um, Shanita, anything else before uh, we go? Uh, any any other? Uh, praise reports. Uh, That's what I have to okay. Say. All right. Okay. You got more prayers? Do you want to tell them real quick? Jamie. Jamie, we're praying for you, Jamie. I'm going to say thank you to Shelly for moderating and thank serving so faithfully every Sunday, every yes. Sunday. Yes. Yes. Thank, thank you, Shelly. Thank you, Shelly. And all of our, 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 our crew, uh, all of our um, volunteers, uh, I could, I mean, Helva, Laura, Chris, um, Sunshine has helped us. Who else? There's been many, many others. Levita, yeah. Uh, it, Reba, thank you. Uh, Betty, Betty, uh, thank you so much. Such a great prayer warrior. Um, any other prayer requests? That's what I see at the okay. moment. Okay, all right. Catch them tomorrow yeah. Night tomorrow night at 7 p.m. I want you to join me. I. <laughs> It, it go to davidhevner.tv. Don't forget to sign up there. Over We've got 900 videos now. Oh, and guess what? We have a streaming channel. It streams without stopping. Uh, what's it called, Shanita? 24-7. Go to davidhevner.tv and watch our 24-7 brand new live streaming channel. And I'm going to uh, announce next week, David Hevner TV is going live. We are going to be live television as if you would go to Roku, Hulu, those other ones, and you see at a certain time a show comes on, that's going to be us, folks. And it's because of you. It's because of your prayers and your donations and your signups. All right. So just remember, davidhevener.tv. Go there, sign up. Uh, if you're interested in knowing more about the ministry, davidhevener.tv forward slash give and 844-806-0006. I love you guys. I appreciate you. God bless.